This is Financially Tuned with Rob Burnett from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. Your money and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Rob Burnett to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome to another show of Financially Tuned. I'm Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. I'm joined today with the lead advisor for our Troy office, Lori Gross. Welcome, Lori. Thanks, Rob. And as always, we have our infamous and always on track co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. Well, I try. Uh, I try. It's not easy uh, keeping this show on track, Rob, but uh, we usually have a good time. Thanks for having me on your show, Rob and Lori. And I'm looking forward to this one. What are we talking about today? Well, Tony, today we're going to talk about some of the most common myths that surround retirement and hopefully dispel some of those misconceptions. You know, after all, when it comes to retirement planning, there's no shortage of conventional wisdom, albeit much of it's just simply wrong. Some people think that investing in your company's retirement plan is enough to retire or that Social Security will provide for them. But those ideas are oftentimes contradict the numbers. Yeah, and I know they do. Uh, and that's the problem. This is going to be a great discussion because I think a lot of people out there have misconceptions regarding this. Um, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people who have based their entire retirement plan off of things they've heard, maybe from either their parents or their grandparents or a na neighbor, despite uh, the fact that they might not be applicable to their personal situation, right? Well, absolutely. One of my, my favorite ways that I watch people get retirement advice is they'll be sitting in a large meeting at a large company doing 401k choices. And they look at each other's paper. What are you doing? Well, what are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? And it's just amazing to watch that whole thing transpire, the, the blind literally leading the blind. So there, there are several retirement myths out there that just aren't realistic. You need to be aware of them. And if you've fallen prey to any of them, it's really, in most cases, not too late to get back on the right track. And today we'll give you a few ideas on how to do just that. Right. Well, let's jump right in then. Uh, Rob, what's the first myth you'd like to talk to us about today? All right. Myth number one, you can wait a few more years until you start saving for retirement. You know, when you're in your 20s, it's easy to push the retirement savings and wait till later uh, button and just start working on your career. Uh, after all, you know, 20 years old, you're invincible. You're bulletproof. You're going to live forever, right, Tony? Live forever. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah, absolutely. And and you've got more important immediate priorities like the new car, having fun with your friends in today's world, paying off those college loans, saving for a house. All those things are worthy things, but it really doesn't give you an excuse to put off saving for retirement. In fact, the earlier you get into the habit, even if you start small, the better off you're going to be in the future because you're going to give your money plenty of time to compound and to grow I love Albert Einstein. He made the statement once that the eighth wonder of the world was the miracle of compound interest. He really understood correctly with regards to saving and investing that the most important variable was time, not timing of the market. 
And one of the old ideas for retirement planning was you should first pay off your mortgage, then help the kids with college costs, and then save for retirement. Uh, it worked for a few folks, but life expectancies are different, the economy is different, and you're going to be living a lot longer in retirement based on the fact that we are just flat living longer. So one of the best things you can do for retirement is start saving as soon as possible and take advantage of that eighth wonder of the world, the compounding of returns. Quite frankly, the longer you wait, the more you have to make up later down the road. And it's going to make reaching that goal a lot harder. So ultimately, it's important to start building your retirement security now so your path to your golden years is going to be more secure and easier to save without get, making that goal really a lot harder. You really don't want to find yourself in a position when your home is paid for, you spent most of your assets paying for your children for their college, and now you're going to hope that the kids are going to make up your income shortfall since you've already spent all your money on them. So it's important to work with a competent financial professional that keeps your best interests in mind first. A properly conceived plan will give you a much greater probability of achieving that retirement you desire and not really relying upon and being a burden to your children. I hear that a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I, I bet you do. That's a great point because Taking advantage of compounding interest is hugely important, and, and that really makes a big difference. That's how to really grow your savings. So, Lori, what's another retirement myth that you'd like to share with us? Well, Tony, myth number two, that, that it's an, another important one that I'd like to debunk, is the idea that your company or the government will take care of you in retirement. Um, retirement income used to be compared to a three-legged stool, if you will. One part came from Social Security, another part came from company pensions, and the third was personal savings. But you know, in this day and age, everything has changed. Uh, the length of the legs on that stool have and are continuing to change on a regular basis. Uh, pensions have, for the most part, gone by the wayside. They've been replaced with a hybrid of pensions and savings plans called def uh, defined contribution plans. Uh, you may know them as 401ks, 403bs, things of that nature. And so meanwhile, the funds for the Social Security program have also been steadily dwindling. And the predictions, um, if you go and look at Social Security, is that the predictions that it's going to run out of money um, if things keep moving in the way that they're going. Uh, this is a very hot political football, one that no politician wants to drop. Uh, no politician wants to be in charge or remotely responsible um, if, if and when the Social Security system fails uh, while they're in office. So, you know, one can argue that um, what was once a three-legged stool for previous generations is now a somewhat wobbly two-legged stool. Yeah, yeah, I think you make a great point there. Now, unfortunately, we're almost out of time for this first segment. Is there anything else you want to share before we take a quick break? Absolutely, Tony. Uh, while there are many myths or bits of conventional wisdom out there when it comes to retirement, some of them are just dead wrong. And it's important to know what the difference is when you come uh, start planning for those retirement golden years. You don't want to leave your retirement up to chance on outdated ideas. You want to choose to work with a financial professional like their staff here at Outlook Financial Center who can evaluate your unique financial situation and create a plan tailored to you and to your goals. It's a very personal thing. So I would ask the listeners, go visit our website at outlookfc, that's Outlook, F as in financial, C as in center.com, or call our office at 937-552-9990. And for our listeners today, request a copy of our new generation retirement 
planning five-step process. As a part of this offer, we encourage our listeners to schedule a one-hour, complimentary, no-obligation appointment with one of our advisors to go over this five-step process. We'll answer your initial questions, and we'll see how we can add value to your life. Once again, our website is outlookfc.com, and our phone number is area code 937-552-9990. All right. Wow. Well, thank you so much. What a great offer for our listeners out there, Rob. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center right after this. Tax planning can be very difficult, and making mistakes on your taxes can haunt you for years. The good news is that most tax mistakes are easily avoidable. All you need is the right professional for the job. At Outlook Financial Center, We have a team of CPAs and CFPs who can help you avoid costly tax mistakes and minimize tax exposure. To help you better understand taxes, we have The Future of U.S. Taxation, a guide written by tax professional and author Nick Stovall that you can download now. All you have to do is visit outlookfc.com or call us at 937-552-9990 to request your copy. This informative guide is just one part of the Retirement Income Toolkit, which can help you arm yourself with the information you need to help secure your retirement. Once again, that number to call is 937-552-9990. Welcome back to Financially Tuned with me, Lori Gross from the Outlook Financial Center. In the studio today, we have Rob Burnett, the CEO of Outlook Financial Center, and our co-host, Tony Shore. All hey, right. Good to be back. Woohoo. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> Great show today, guys. So far, so good anyway. Yeah. Well, our conversation today is focused on the seven retirement myths. We've been uh, discussing how there are many myths out there that when it comes to retirement and retirement income planning, but a lot of them are simply inaccurate. So, to paraphrase former President Reagan, we often know so much that isn't so. So far, we've talked about how waiting until it's easier to save isn't a great strategy and uh, that will force you to um, have to make up a lot of ground later on. We've also discussed how you cannot depend on your company or on Social Security to provide for you in retirement. There are plenty of other retirement myths out there aside from those, and we're going to get right to those. All right. So what's the next retirement myth that you would like to discuss, Lori? Myth number three. Uh, the idea that your company and Medicare will cover your health care costs, costs during retirement. Um, according to Time Magazine, the percentage of employers who offered retiree health insurance dropped from 66% in 1988 to 36% in recent years. So it, it's dropped by half. Um, the Employee Benefit Research Institute reported that only 13% of all private sector employers offered retiree medical benefits. That's great if you're one of the lucky few that have this sort of coverage, but for many Americans, they have to find a way to deal with increasing health insurance premiums. Uh, So you might say, what about Medicaid? You know, they're going to take care of me, right? Well, you may not be able to rely on Medicaid to pay for your medical bills. In a study by Hewitt Associates, they found that health care expenses can cost retirees 20% of their annual income. And this percentage will grow 
even more over time as Medicare's fiscal problems continue at their current rate. And the best thing that you can do is to take matters into your own hands when it comes to planning for medical expenses in retirement. You need to consider options like supplemental medical insurance or long-term care insurance strategies that may help keep you and your finances protected down the road. Well, and that's, I think that's so important and that's a really good tip. We have to plan properly and not just rely on programs that might not completely be there for us when we need them, like Medicare and Social Security. So, uh, Rob, back to you. What's the next myth on your list that we need to discuss? Well, myth number four, and this is one of my favorites. I've mentioned this on the show many times. It's a popular belief about retirement that you only need 70 to 80% of your pre-retirement income in retirement. I'm still looking for that person that's willing to take that 20 to 30% pay cut in retirement. Have you found them yet, Tony? <laughs> no, I don't want to take a pay cut when I retire. <clears throat> exactly. So as much as I wish it weren't true, the truth is that estimating how much you need is completely unique to each person. There's really no specific percentage. And that 70 to 80% rule, it's really oversimplified and quite frankly can do more harm than good if you're not paying attention to the real numbers. According to the Employee Benefit Research Institute, 52% of retirees that were surveyed spent more of their pre-retirement income during retirement. That's what we're seeing. People are spending more in retirement. So if you think about it, it makes sense considering that many retirees ditch their work lifestyle for one of, uh, let's say, more expensive active lifestyles. They're not having fun retirement. They've worked for it. They want to enjoy it. So the amount of money you need is entirely dependent on the individual. So many people can expect that the retirement spending will decrease as they get older since they aren't able to do all the activities they used to do. But on the flip side, it's going to increase because the age, inflation, rising health care costs, all those things need to be considered. And so the point is, no one knows exactly what future inflation will be or how much health care is going to cost. I mean, we're going through a massive health care debate right now. Nobody has a clue. And anybody says they do, they're not paying attention either. So telling someone the specific amount they're going to need in retirement really doesn't work. So what you need is a better way to get a rough idea how much you're going to need, put together a spending plan that's based on your unique situation, then perform various tests with those figures based on inflation, potential health care costs, and see how it works out. Build a financial model for yourself. It's not going to be 100% accurate. Life will always intervene but it's going to give you a much better estimate than that 70 to 80% rule. Just look at your life now. Would you have been able to accurately guess how much you would be spending today 30 years ago? Probably not. No. Regardless, it's helpful to have an estimate, a good estimate in place with the right financial professional. You can get that estimate, and that's going to give you, as we talked about before, a lie to sleep well at night, Tony. A lie to snooze, yeah. The swan plan. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think this is a great idea, Rob. Uh, What's another myth that you have for us surrounding retirement that we should be aware of? Myth number five. A lot of people assume that when it comes to investing, all they need are bonds and certificates of deposit. Well, the interest rates that are out there in the market right now, I call CDs certificates of depression because the interest rates you're getting on them are just depressing. So years ago, it was actually okay to do that because you got decent returns, you got decent interest rates, life expectancies were different, market volatility was relatively mild. 
Nowadays, that kind of investment portfolio may be good for conservation and risk mitigation, but if you want to grow and have more money in the future, it's not going to be a whole lot to increase your returns. Now, there is a relevant sub-myth here. You like that sub-myth from a submariner? I <laughs> get it. There you go. There are too many investors that believe bonds have less risk than stocks. That's simply false, and it's dangerous. The risk associated with bonds is different than stocks, but there's still risk, especially in a rising interest rate market, which is what we're starting to face right now. Today's retirees have to plan for a 30-year time frame, and we have to factor in inflation. Preserving your capital is one thing, but you want to be able to retain your purchasing power. You want to make sure your dollars are still buying all the things that you want them to buy. So having some of your assets invested in stocks, that's going to add a growth complement. It isn't necessarily a bad move. It's going to help you keep up with inflation. You just have to manage the risk. You don't want to do anything silly at this point because there's no real safe way to protect your portfolio from inflation, but there are alternatives that can help counter inflation while protecting your capital. Ah, sure. And that's that's key right there. Those are some solid ideas to help us protect our retirement savings from outside factors like inflation or those rising healthcare costs that we keep hearing about. They just seem to keep going up and up and up. Well, this is some great information. Unfortunately, our time is almost up for this segment. Is there anything else you want to share with our listeners before we take a quick break here? I do, Tony. As we talk about these myths and pearls of conventional wisdom that may or may not be on target, it's important just to realize that some of these things may be dead wrong and not really going to create a path to that retirement that you want. So we don't want you to leave your retirement up to chance on these outdated ideas. We'd love for you to come down and sit down with one of our advisors at Outlook Financial Center. We'll create a tailored plan just for you looking at your situation. And in order to do that for the listeners today, we're going to offer you a complimentary uh, copy of our five-step planning process, our retirement income five-step planning process. And when we do that, we'll walk you through it. We'll answer your questions and see if there's a way we can add value to your life. There is no obligation. There's no cost that goes along with this. It. entirely complimentary. It's a way for us to meet new people and see if we can help them. To get that, request that information, go to our website, Outlook FC. That's Outlook F as in financial, C as in center.com. Or give us a call at area code 937-552-9990. Retirement can be both exciting and intimidating. At Outlook Financial Center, we have found many people fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. Since deciding when to file for your benefit is so important, our firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy, call our office at 937-552-9990 or visit us at outlookfc.com to learn more. And welcome back to our final segment for this episode of Financially Tuned with our hosts, Rob Burnett and the always amazing Lori Gross of Outlook Financial Center. Now, Rob and Lori, today you've been telling us about seven retirement myths. And so far, you've covered uh, the myths of saving later when it's easier. That's a myth. Uh, number two, the government or your company will take care of you, an obvious myth. Um, number three, Medicare and health insurance is going to cover all of your health care expenses. Uh, number four, the 70 to 80 percent rule uh, th that we want to take a pay cut once we hit retirement. 
Uh, that's a myth. And then uh, investing in more conservative assets is always the way to go. Not always. So um, I think all of these myths are really important and have their place. Uh, it's been helpful to review them. And I'm sure we've all heard uh, of a lot of these, but never really analyzed how valid they were. So uh, do you have another myth you'd like to give us, Lori? I do. Um, myth number six that we'd like to cover today is retirement means you no longer have to work. While this is obviously the goal that everybody works towards, retirement has changed and it doesn't always follow the traditional full-time work becomes full-time leisure idea. In order to make up for the retirement income gap, many people are choosing to either um, phase their retirement so they, they gradually leave the workforce or they choose a second career, something they've always wanted to do, or they just do part-time work to make up um, some money on the side. So many people are finding that they're facing as much time in retirement as they did in their career. But 30 years of full-time leisure doesn't always provide happiness or fulfillment. Um, many people are finding that their, their ideal retirement is a balance between work and leisure. So for some people, they have no choice but to work in retirement years in order to help with their finances. You know, having a nest egg that covers you for 30 plus years in retirement is a little hard to come by. Uh, so th the additional income can really help out. Yeah, it sure can. And I think that's really important to note. Uh, I appreciate you going over that one. Obviously, uh, sometimes people do end up working in retirement either because they need to or because they want to. Uh, sometimes to me, Lori and Rob, working in retirement doesn't sound all that bad. I know a lot of people need that sort of routine and that sense of accomplishment, and they need to keep going in order to stay healthy. So that's a great Correct. point. Uh, Rob, what's another myth that you know of that you'd like to talk to us about? Well, I've got myth number seven, but I want to comment back on myth number six as well. Sure. And, and you hit it. One of the things they found in people who live long lives, they find out that when they went into retirement, they did stay active. They still had a purpose in their life. The purpose may not be going and punching the clock nine to five anymore, but the folks who just stayed home, went fishing, played golf, and, and became sedentary and inactive, they didn't live very long. So people are understanding that and that social aspect, that mental activity, we're very social beings. A lot of people do that through part-time work environments. So people need to understand that they may be retired. They just get to pick what they do now, even if it's just volunteering. So that's a really important thing from an emotional level, not just financial, but it's a very emotional decision. So let me go into myth number seven, the notion that retirement begins at age 65. Now, where did that come from? You go back to the origination of the social security system back in the mid uh, 1930s, retirement age for social security benefits was set at 65. So we got this in our head that at 65, we've got to retire. Well, a lot of people, when they hit 65, I've got this other stream of income I can go draw from. So they considered, well, really there's no sense in keeping on working. So they just give it up. That's really not the mentality today though. Uh, pensions are rare. Back when people were making those decisions based on 1930s uh, methodology, a lot of companies had pensions. You got the pension, you worked for the company for 40 years, you got the gold watch, and that's just the way things work. You don't see that today. So retirement doesn't really have a specific age anymore. It starts, Tony, really when you're ready and you can afford it. 
that's when retirement starts. We look at our across our client base, we have people who've retired in their mid-50s. We've had other people who are in their 70s and still working, not because they have to, some are, but many are because they love what they're doing. They don't want, they don't want to stop. So retirement is a very different animal today. So that goes back to building a financial model that really matches you, your lifestyle, your wants, needs, and desires. And it really depends on that unique individual financial situation. One of the things we love about working here is when a couple comes in or an individual comes in, we have no idea what the answer is when we get started. But we go through our our process, we go through our due diligence, we go through our research and do our analysis, and we come up with a unique financial plan for that particular individual. And the joy in us is watching that the light bulbs go on, people get it, and they just breathe that sigh of relief that, okay, I've got a plan, this makes some sense, and I've got a way to uh, tweak the direction of that plan over time. I'm comfortable, I can sleep well at night. Ah, there it is, the swan plan. Sleep well at night. And obviously some people can get confused as to uh, or have misconceptions about when they should retire. Uh, and they've heard things they should retire at a certain age because their parents or grandparents did. And and uh, that's just not the way to look at it, is it? it? It really isn't. In fact, it was interesting recently here on Facebook that I, I was a graduate of the Naval Academy and my class has a, a Facebook page that we exchange comments and whatnot. And this past weekend, there was a big stream of commentary on when do I draw my social security benefits? Guys in my class were just now hitting age 62 and, and a couple of us a little older, that few of us a little younger, but that's kind of the median age of the folks in. And these guys are all over the map. And these are some very smart guys. I'm not saying I'm that smart, but these are some very smart guys that we're talking to. And one of the interesting comments was each one of them had a piece of the puzzle, but none of them had the big picture. And that's mm-hmm. what we try to do here. And so I made yeah. that comment says, you know, guys, this is really complicated. I get it. But I do have the answers. I do know how all this works. I do it every day. And I love it. One of my classmates piped in and says, if Rob says he knows it, believe him. Because I sat next to him at nuclear power school and he got me through the electrical engineering stuff like a breeze. So I, I'll, <laughs> I'll take the recommendation any way I can get it. Sure. Sure. Well, you know what? We're out of time for today's show. We've uh, just uh, completely uh, spent our time today. It was a great one. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we have to go? Just a quick reminder to the radio listeners, we'd like to offer for those who have listened here today, our new generation retirement planning five-step process. Go to our website, outlookfc.com to request that or give us a call at area code 937-552- nine 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 zero uh schedule a time with one of our advisors and we'll sit down and walk you through it answer your questions there's no obligation there's no cost associated with this we just want to see if we can go add value to your life all right well that does it for today's episode of financially tuned with rob burnett and Lori gross of outlook financial center Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990. 
or visit their website at outlookfinancialcenter.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.